Well, I go out and see my pigeons. I like to go spend some time with my pigeons when I'm when I'm upset and getting negative comments. Go with your no. you and you and your pigeon <laughs> friends, just hanging out where the world is all good. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location, independent lifestyle, from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. I hate birds. I am Jason. I am the co-founder of Location Indie with Travis, who hates birds. He kind of threw me off there. He's a angry bird, should I say? Uh, I don't, I don't know where you're going with that, but, uh, anyway, I will, I will, I hate birds. <laughs> I hate birds. Like I don't hate the birds, meaning yeah. the Eagles are Philadelphia football team. I mean, I hate the animals that fly, mostly fly in the sky. Birds. I just, you know, I, I like, how, I, 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 I've always hated them. I've been scared I'm, of them since I was a kid. I just don't enjoy I'm them. Pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that, um, if you look up birds in the dictionary, the dictionary definition is. The animals that fly in the sky most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. I have birds, man. Why? Why okay. do you hate birds? Not only, I mean, I think it's ridiculous that people have birds as pets. <laughs> Not that I'm going to say you I can't, agree. but I've never understood. But I just, birds, the reason I'm quote unquote scared of birds, now that I'm 33, I'm not as scared as when I was a kid, but... Uh, my grandma would like take me to the zoo or like, and we go through an aviary and I just would hate birds. It's because they move around, like they flit around so much. Every other animal that you see, you kind of understand how it moves, right? Like you can, you watch, you're like, all right, it's coming this way. It's moving that way. It makes sense. Birds can be all over the place, <laughs> flitting around one way, the other way, the other way, darting around. I'm like, dude, I all just right, don't we, like I them. Mean, I've always hated birds. about this, like coming birds are so cool how they fly up and just almost float in the air. But my, you know what? My wife, she's not a big bird fan either she well she hates the Smart pigeons girl. she's very scared of the pigeons the pigeons come nearer it's like whoa it's a little bit of a a freak out central but i gotta say trav i'm really shocked to hear that you don't like birds because they are location independent if you think about it <laughs> I mean, they can they can pretty much fly anywhere they can live anywhere they want they can go to the warm weather when i mean <laughs> how do you not like That's... a location independent animal Oh, birds. Well, maybe I have to change my tune after 33 years. Uh, but uh, <laughs> pigeons are the pigeons are the worst. When I'm in a park and some little kid throws like a thing of bread and all the pigeons flock, like Heather will make fun of me. I will run away. I hate that. Well, who wants to be flocked other than Mike Tyson? Who wants to be flocked by a bunch of pigeons? <laughs> Why? And why does, like, and that, why does that Mike is, Tyson want to be? <laughs> I never I, understood that. Yeah. Anyway, Mike, if I, you're I, listening, I, give us a shout. Let us know why you like the pigeons. I want to know why you like the pigeons. <laughs> I mean, what what is it about the pigeons that you like? There's my best Mike Tyson impersonation. Um, there's there's got to be something, Jay, that you that you hate, like a like a thing that normal people would be like, why did why do you hate this? There's got to be stuff. Oh, birds man. is top of mind for me because. People always get a kick out of me hating birds. I just you know I, I saw I a funny them. comic the other day that was like I don't know it was like 
somebody was walking behind somebody who was walking slow and outwardly they were saying something nice, but it was like a thought bubble inwardly. They were like, stop walking so freaking slow, you know, like that little things like that sometimes during the day, you know, if you're a little out of touch with reality or you're in your zone, you're like, oh my God, I got to get here. I got to get here. You know, that, that kind of stuff can be a little bit like annoying sometimes, I guess. Do, do I hate anything? I don't, I was going to actually, before we get into too much hating, cause we're talking about hating today, I was going to send a little positive vibe and tell you about something that I think you'll love. Or maybe I should say that for the end of the show when we need like a little bit of a spark to kind of finish on a strong Sa- note. Save it for the end okay. of the show. We need something to be uplifting at the end. We'll talk about the hate right okay. now. Then, then at the end, we'll bring everyone back to a nice place of zen, of Fair love. I do hate when my fantasy football field. team loses. I'll tell you that. That happened this week. Um, there's, there's actually something I hate even more than birds, like a bigger pet peeve of mine that I have to deal with on a almost daily basis. Um, and it's everywhere in the world I've had to deal <laughs> oh, with boy. this for the most part, but I'm going to hold that for another episode because I can't, can't throw out too much hate. Birds is enough for this show, but remind me one of these shows to give you my number one pet peeve in the world. It's, it's just, it's something small, but it's a huge pet peeve. Like you said, with people walking, Man, slow type thing. they're leaving it as a cliffhanger. Well, we are talking about hatred today. No, not hatred, but we, you know, we're kind of jokingly sort of using the term haters be hating, you know, and hate is a very strong word. Like that's why I have a, a hard time saying when you ask me, well, what do you hate? I honestly like so politically, I'm not correct. being politically correct. I don't know. Like, I don't throw around the word hate that much, but like, oh, I hate that. Like sometimes when, even when I use it, I go, oh, I shouldn't say I hate. Like I feel bad when I use the word hate. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say I hate that because I don't really hate it. I'm just disliking it or I'm disliking it in the moment or whatever. I'm not trying to be politically correct. I honestly do this. You're just a very nice human. I, nice I wouldn't say himself. that, but well, I mean, I like, I think we'd like to think we're both nice, but I mean, I'm not saying I'm way nice. I and mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just something. I hate being nice. <laughs> We're from Philly, so you would think there's a lot of things we hate. Um, I hate when you go out to a restaurant and you don't get good service, or if it's not it's not up to par with what you're paying. I don't like that very much. That that upsets me. Um, but what we're talking about today is how haters be when they're hating can uh, can affect you can affect everything around your location independence. And I think what we're going to talk, I don't know where this conversation is going to go. I have some ideas around this, but we can talk about how it affects your business, your ability to live the lifestyle, your ability to choose the things that you want to do. Say it's travel or, you know, starting your own business or whatever it's going to be because you have people around that be hating. I mean, where do you want to go with this, Trav? There's plenty to start with. Well, here's, here's, yeah, let's talk about, let's, let's break people's like, mindset a little bit or, or let's talk about the mindset around the, the haters be hating and then we'll give i'd like to give some actual advice and some examples of stuff that i've done when i've received quote-unquote hate from people online to 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 change it from a negative thing to a positive thing whether that's just in my own mind or whether that's for both people or everyone involved and i do think that the most important thing to remember when you're starting to do something is that no matter what you do you're always going to have someone who doesn't like it, who hates on it, who disagrees with it, no matter who you In are. In fact, I, some th- would argue that if you don't have enough people hating you, you're not being opinionated enough or you're not being strong enough or you're not being stylistic enough with what you're doing. 
Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, you know, everyone goes into creating these businesses and doing stuff because it's like, oh, I love doing this. I want to. Most people come and say, I want to create. I want to do something I love. I want to make a difference. Come at it from a very altruistic point uh, viewpoint, and that that's a lot of people who want to lead this location independent lifestyle. A lot of people are entrepreneurial in general because they want to make a difference. They want to do something different. So you come in and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this, and you have all these great ideas, but inevitably there comes a point when you start to do something, get big enough or, you know, or even just put your first step forward or anything like that, where you run into some objections or some hate haters. And that might, that might be right in the beginning, Jay, that might be, Hey, you know, um, I want to, I want to quit this job. I want to become location independent. I want to start my, my own, um, I want to write my own book. And maybe 99% of people are like, that's so cool. Like, go for it. And then there's that one person in your life or two people like, oh, come on, be realistic. And sometimes they don't even mean it like in a negative way, but they're just those people. Like, be realistic. Oh, you're not going to write a book. You know how few people get published. And then you know how even 0.1% of those people make money and then the money they do make and blah, 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 blah. That's, ha- that's a hater, right? Whether they are trying to be a hater or not. And you're going to run into that. And when you do, you have to be ready for that or it can really sink your whole day or even your whole week or your month or your whole project or your mindset. It it can be very, very tough to deal with haters when you put yourself out there because that's what everyone who's listening is doing when they're going for this type of lifestyle is you're putting yourself out there a little bit. Totally. And even if putting yourself out there is you know, sitting behind a laptop and writing and hitting publish or whatever, even though that seems like, okay... I mean, in any way you're putting yourself out there, whether it's, you know, sending emails or just owning the fact that, hey, I'm starting this business, I'm doing this thing. It is like you are bearing your soul in some ways and like maybe even more so with certain projects and things that you do. So it can be very upsetting when somebody, dare I say, Trav, poo-poos what you're doing in a in a very negative way. And like, here's the way I see it, man. Like a lot of times I... I'm I'm always trying to be critical of myself and I'm always trying to take in constructive criticism. So I try to really take an honest look when haters be hating about what they're saying and just really take an analytical look and try to take the emotion out of it and say, okay, is there something here? Like, does this, this is upsetting, this hurts, but like, does this person have a point? Or if I cater to their point, am I just diluting what I do or am I, you know, somehow changing what I'm doing for that one person or do they have a valid point? If they have a valid point, fine. But then the hating that I hate (laughs) is when they cross the line from constructive criticism to like almost like a personal attack. Right. Oh, of course. And, and I mean, and that's the thing too. It's, it's a wide spectrum of of hate that can come out of it, right? It can be someone disagreeing with you and not be supportive um, to all the way to someone, yeah, personally attacking you. I mean, you see it all the time, especially during election season. Like these, most people go to the lowest common air. It's like these personal attacks, these vicious yeah. things. And um, you see how so it's I, a I think draining, it's upsetting. It is. And I think what you have to do though, I think you have to do two things. One, you have to realize it is going to happen. And it might not have happened to you yet or in a way that's really affected you. So that's good. Like, that's fine. Don't let it scare you into doing something. But you have to realize it's going to happen so that when it does happen, you know, you can you can move on from it. Second thing that I think you have to do then is exactly like you said, look at it, try to look at it 
from an outsider perspective. Try to look at it emotionally detached. Try to look at this hate or non-support in a way that you say, do they have a point? And if so, is it valid? And if so, what can I do to maybe do something that, that might work in the way they're saying? Or, hey, is this really like, you know, this person doesn't understand what I'm doing. This isn't valid. This is just, hey, it's not easy to do. And I'm not saying you're going to get there. Like the first 10 people who write bad comments on your blog post or give you hate on your podcast or write you scathing emails or tweet mean things to you, you're going to take it personally. Uh, you might, might even be the first hundred people, you know, it might, you might still take it personally further and further down the road. But the point is that you try your, every time you're trying to remove yourself more and look at it a little more objectively. And, uh, Jay, we get hate, like not a lot, thankfully, but you know, great example here. We raised money to build schools with pencils of promise that build schools in, uh, we were building a school in Guatemala. So we did this big project, the Paradise Pack. A lot of you know it. Raised $25,000 for Pencils of Promise. We had Adam Braun, the co-founders of Pencils of Promise, on both of our podcasts to talk about what they do, how it started, everything like that. Put out a tweet saying, hey, we're, we're building a school with Pencils of Promise. It's so amazing. You should hear the whole story here with Adam. And I got a tweet back from a lady that says, I can't believe you're spending money to build schools in Guatemala when the educational system here in America is so lacking. And basically like, and you know, that's so uh, un-American of you. And how, how dare you do that? And I remember reading that tweet thinking, oh my gosh, I never imagined anyone could hate on this. Like I never in my wildest dream did I think we'd get any hate about raising $25,000 to build a school in Guatemala. And it yeah. happened. I mean, it's it's so easy now with the internet, and it's it's all too easy, really. And let's be honest, you know, I mean, each of us as individuals have been haters. I mean, if you've ever, Trav, if you've ever written a negative comment or asked to talk to somebody's supervisor or, you know, left the negative comment card at a restaurant, whatever, we've all, like, I think done that where we've been disappointed in, in, at some point and wanted to give our feedback, so hopefully it would change. Now, I think there's a difference between the way people do it in reality sometimes, especially in a face-to-face conversation, and the way that they do it on the internet because it's just so easy to do it. And oftentimes, I don't know, I've found that it's it seems like people that take the time to leave a negative comment probably do that more than they go out of their way to leave a positive comment for something they had a good experience with. And it's just so easy to do it. Like... I had some negative reviews on the podcast recently, which is fine because I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but one of them was like, you know, I, one of them was like, uh, used to be better. Okay, fine. Like that's that person's opinion. Um, they obviously have listened to the show before because they're referencing, they've been listening now used to be, but that's fine. Like I get it there. You're like kind of working with a, a reference point there. You have some familiarity. Another one was like, you know, they'd listened to like one or two episodes and were like, didn't find, I was like, and I don't even know if they had listened all the way through, which is fine. Again, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but like, just remember when you go and you write these negative things online, if you haven't honestly spent enough time to, to really see if it's like providing value or like whatever it is that you're criticizing, then maybe you shouldn't leave a review because maybe you should remember there's actual human beings on the other end putting their heart and soul into a lot of these things and it's hurtful or, or yeah. Or if you leave a review, be like 
that person who said it used to be better. And listen, we all crave constructive criticism. Well, at least I, I know you and I do. And most people who are entrepreneurs have gotten to the point where you are putting yourself out there a little bit and you do want to do your best. So if someone came to me and said, used to be better, and here's why. Your intros were shorter and snappier. Um, the, you know, I liked when it was 30 minutes instead of 45 because I could listen to it in one sitting instead of have to come back to it. Like, you know, uh, that I don't even consider a hater being hating. That I'm actually, I love when people give me that criticism because the more specific the better. So if you are, you know, there's plenty of times you should leave uh, something to, to, to make it better. You should leave Kristen. But as you're saying, Jay, there's a lot of ways to do it. One is not beneficial to anyone that, oh, this sucks, or I can't believe you build schools here, or this or that. Um, two, the other way would be presenting an alternative, or giving reasons, or helping that person out. So we're talking about ways to leave, quote unquote, hate or feedback that's positive. But I want to get your opinion on how when you're on the other side of it, when you've put yourself out there and you've done something and you've gotten hate, you've gotten bad podcast comments, you've uh, you've gotten comments on your blog posts. Bad emails from clients, whatever. Bad emails from clients, right. Bad tweets. What are some things you do? Because I think this is really important. And had I known this when I started, I think maybe it would have helped me work through my my emotions a lot better and wouldn't have let it affected me so much. And that's why I want to do this show was to say, Hey, we've been there. We've let it emotionally affect us. Try not to let it emotionally affect you. And here's some things you can do to maybe get there faster. Well, I go out and see my pigeons. I like to go spend some time with my pigeons when I'm, when I'm upset and getting negative comments. Go with your, no. you, and, you and your pigeon friends. <laughs> no, I will where the world is all I good. I mean, the first thing I like to do is just remember, or at least at some point in the, in the battle in my mind where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm why am I upset? But like, you know, you could get like a hundred nice emails and I do. And then you get the one negative comment and you can't get it out of your head. And you just have to remember, okay. Um, look at the overall feedback, you know, overall positive. You can't please everybody. And also, it's it is a good thing. Wouldn't it be lo- wouldn't it be cool if if life had like an Amazon rating scale where like you didn't have to remember all the nice ones, but they were just there, and then you get to like what's my no, star I mean, rating that, that's for today? Like, that's oh, what four I, and a half that's out the of problem five. With social media. It's like just all like a it's a filter for whatever you know positivity you want to focus on or whatever issues you want to focus on. It's just constantly reinforcing your own beliefs, and I, I think in some ways because of the algorithms and they're showing you everything that you like all the time. It, in some ways, it limits what you're exposed to, even though it's supposed to expose you to more. But I, I want to just go back do to... Do you do this? Do you do this where you take those positive comments and you put them in... Like, I take positive comments or screenshot tweets or, or good emails, and I copy them and paste them and just... I, I have, like, a just a folder yeah, of, I, like, positive reinforcement stuff. So if I am yeah. feeling down, I can just open it up and read totally. through really I use labels in Gmail to just want to get the nice emails. And, it, and it's always so nice. And I, I always remember, Trav, I think, you know, just going back to if we're talking to you right now and you know you've gotten some hate or you're getting hate or you've been upset by this before, I think uh, one thing I want to say that I've already said but just reinforce is the fact that it is not a bad thing. I mean, it's... You can't please everybody and if you're getting criticism 
that means maybe you're doing something interesting. You're, it's not going to be for everybody, and that's okay, you know? And listen, haters be hating. I mean, the more controversial you are, the more like kind of maybe even risks you're taking in some ways, the more you're going to subject yourself to the potential to be criticized. And is that a bad thing? I mean, if you're just, as long as you're being true to you, if you're not, if you're doing it to, to instigate or be inflammatory. Yeah, you're not doing it then, to elicit right. hate. Right. You're doing it because that's, that's who just you, are. you know how you express yourself and that's part of it. I so I think that's something and also Trav, you know, this is this is a tactic that I've a tactic. I don't I don't mean to do it but it works and I think you've done this before because I know you have a good story about this is really just killing them with kindness. Like if you kind of come from like the kindness perspective and just you know, really saying, hey, I hear you. I appreciate your comments and you're entitled to your, your opinion, which they certainly are. Um, and I've exchanged emails with people. I was like, hey, I understand where you're coming from. Um, you know, this is the way I see it. But, uh, you know, I I appreciate that that's your perspective. And, and it's totally cool. Oftentimes they will engage in a dialogue and we'll either like sort of, it'll just mellow out the situation kind of. I think this is a huge one is not even killing them with kindness to like prove that you're right and have the upper hand. Uh, and as you said, I have a really good story. I'll, I'll tell it quickly, as quickly as I can, about this. And luckily for me, this was a good year, maybe year and a half into me running extra pack of peanuts and stuff like that. So I dealt with some negative comments and I had like cried in the corner many times, you know, before this. So I was at a point where I knew what I was, I had gotten to that point where I had a bunch of emails saved, you know, I, I, I knew what I was doing was uh, good. I, I took the overview, like you said, and looked at the big picture. So then when I got hate, it wasn't as bad, luckily. Um, but I'll never remember. I got this email and I, it, Jay, it was like seven paragraphs long. I mean, this thing was one of the longest emails I've ever gotten. And I start reading it, and this dude starts ripping me apart. Like, first sentence, dropping F-bombs, just who the F do you think you are? The, the, the basis of this seven-paragraph thing could be boiled down to, who did I think I was to be so energetic? There was no way I could actually be that energetic and that happy, uh, you know, because I had a podcast. He obviously listened to it. He read it. There was no way. It was fake. No one's that enthusiastic. Why don't I tone it down? You know, stop being so fake and so pretend about how much you love life and how much you love travel and you like helping people out. It's all BS. You're an effing moron, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's the gist of seven paragraphs. Um, and then at the end, he goes on to say, at the end, he goes on to say, like, um, you know, I, 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 um, I work with a lot of clients. I'm, I'm in marketing. I work with a lot, a lot of clients. I think, you know, you'd be much better served to look at your public persona and, and totally shift it around because what you're doing isn't helping you never succeed this way. And I'm like, so I'm like, so I was reading it like, whoa, first off, this guy really doesn't like me. Secondly, okay. Well, he says he's a marketing expert and he works with like all these people. Like, why Why don't I look at it from a perspective of maybe this guy can help? Like, I, maybe. So I did. I wrote him back and I just said, hey, man, appreciate your seven paragraphs. Obviously, you know a lot about me. You spent a lot of time writing this email. I appreciate that. I'd love to see like a portfolio of people you worked with. I'd love for your thoughts on how I could have a better public image, all this kind of stuff, because I've never thought about that as I've done it. I don't know much about marketing. I start, you know, I told my story. I started my blog. Uh, this is just who I am. The whole thing is just me being me, but maybe I should clean it up. Maybe I should polish it up, you know, like you're suggesting this and that. And uh, he wrote back and was just like, well, I'm actually just, I'm a lawyer, but our company works with a lot of brands, blah, blah, going on to say like, he's 
they've worked with, you know, I don't know who, but like Michael Jordan, these big clients, but his company did, but he's a lawyer for the company or something like that. And um, anyway, he just said, I, I, you know, it was funny. It was a complete 180. Because then he said, you know, I felt like I had to tell you that because I, I love your stuff so much <laughs> that I just, I think if anyone's going to ever succeed on TV and in the media as this travel hacking type thing, it'll be you but I just, you know, and I'm just, and then he's going on about how everything he loves what? about what I That's do. That's insane. I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, dude, well, that was a complete 180 because you're literally cursing me out the first sentence of an email, which has never happened since or right, before, right. thankfully. And um, anyway, and, and we just had this little dialogue and then it ended and he just went on saying, ah, oh, you know, I, maybe I shouldn't have been that upfront or that rude in the beginning. He apologized a little bit. And uh, anyway, that that's what it was. But he obviously cared enough to write seven paragraphs. So you do have to look at that too. Oh, Kill them with kindness. Gosh. Ask for real feedback. And then actually realize that someone does care about you enough to even send hate. <laughs> so that's not always a bad right. thing. It, it goes just, back to that. Maybe you have to you have to unearth why or what they think you can do yeah. better. Or if it's just a troll, a complete troll, then forget yeah, it. Yeah, and it's gonna like, happen. That was that was the next you, point I was gonna make, and I think uh this is an important one is we tend to spend too much time on the haters, you know, like you could have just easily ignored that email and gone on with your life. Now you chose not to. It turned out into it turned. It was just too crazy yeah, you, you, to, to not flip like, it into a I'm thing. Like, this is crazy. But I've been there. I was like, yeah. I, I wrote somebody back pretty recently. I can't even remember the email or I would have described the whole thing, but I can't remember. But it was like I, I went into this whole explanation of like my perspective. I'm like, and I, and I sent it. And I spent like 10 or 15 minutes writing this because I just needed to get it out. And then I was like, I went into the kitchen and I told my wife, I was like, I just spent like 10 minutes writing this dude that really didn't have that many positive things to say. And I feel like crap because I just totally wasted my time in a way, you know, like I could have just let it be and I could have just said, hey, appreciate your thoughts, blah, blah, wrote a two sentence email back. But I didn't. I chose to spend time. And like, is that our time is so valuable. Was that time well spent? Um, well, I like to think everything has value. So maybe there were a couple of things that I, he made, there were definitely some things he made me think about and I maybe hashed out uh, some of that verbally in my writing. So I, you know, you're always kind of fine tuning some of your beliefs and your messages and as you evolve as a person and sometimes writing, I think for, for me that helps coalesce those ideas into like a, into a nice concentrated um form i guess or words and anyway i could say maybe there was some value there but overall i think for the most part i wasted my time and like that this this is not just actual time wasted what about the mental energy wasted the time you spend thinking about it and all that stuff and it's just it's really not worth your time because like we said haters be hating they're always going to be there it's going to be a part of it if you're doing some interesting work or you're putting yourself out there or taking some chances trying some things as a location dependent entrepreneur and traveler you're going to hit you're going to have some haters start you know thickening up the skin right now i would say yeah and one last thing before we get to the love because we've got a cool inside li part that we want to talk about and then you got to tell us some love too jay is that um when I first started, one of the hates that I was getting, this wasn't hate on anyone's part, but when you start an email list and, and I used to have it come to my email anytime anyone unsubscribed from my email list and it would like pain me to my core every time someone unsubscribed because I think, oh, I'm losing a subscriber. Like, what am I doing wrong? Not realizing that like 10 or 15 people were subscribing every day and I was losing one. You know, it's like one in 10 was leaving or one in 15. Um, so 
I, I just changed my mindset and I said, you know what's great is now I cherish people unsubscribing for two reasons. One, it means that what I'm doing doesn't resonate with them and that's totally fine. So like why even waste the possibility that then they could come back and send me hate, you know, and like it, it doesn't matter. And two, it costs me less money because the less people I have on my email list, the better. So it's like, it, think of it that way too. You, you're weeding out people to get to your core people who really love you. So if, if you're one of those people like unsubscribes or, or uh, gets unsubscribed to your email list and it hurts you because it used to. That's yeah, totally cool. I mean, now they just change your mind. Whatever that ver- they don't need to whatever be that, that version is for you, like losing clients or whatever. You want to work with the people that want to work with you. You want to be with your peeps, and uh, that's less is more at times. That's folks. what it's all about. Uh, one thing I love, so we can end on a positive note. Well, I, we said a lot of positive things here, I think, but uh, I wanted to share with you this word poleg. Traff, familiar with it? I just learned about it. Poleg. Uh, I don't live in Poleg. Norway and I don't take Norwegian classes, so I'm probably not. Poleg. It's a Norwegian word. You got it. And it essentially is one word that represents the numerous things you can just put on your sandwich or put on your slice of bread in Norway. So, for example, cheese, ham, salami, cucumber, liver post dye, it's like liver pate, whatever you want to put on your sandwich because often they're eating one slice of bread with stuff on top. Poleg's just the whatever you want to put on top. It can mean all those different things. So I kind of I kind of dig it, man, because it's like, hey, I like, you know, you want to get big, a big sandwich or something, poleg, just like, what, what are you going to throw on it? Just throw some stuff on there. It's, it's a cool word. So so how do you use it in a sentence? And now, now you'd be mixing Norwegian and English, but would you say like, I want poleg on my sandwich like i want a lot of stuff myself would you just say like i'm eating poleg like i'm, I'm today um, we're eating poleg i'll tell you i'll tell lunch. you after the next lesson because i don't think i got so far as to use okay. it in well, a sentence another cliffhanger <laughs> lots of cliffhangers for you guys to listen to the next episode uh you got to find out what poleg is you got to find out my pet peeve lots of go- dude poleg that's a cool word i love that you're taking norwegian i love when you have those words that can't really be translated like but there's such a a good word to use. I'm going to give you one real quick. Then we're going inside LA. The Japanese word Genki. The best translation is like energetic, enthusiastic. All the things that guy hated that about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I was very Genki. And it, exactly. He would. He could have said, "Hey, you're just too Genki." Right. right. That, that could have been, been. He could have saved the seven paragraphs and just wrote one sentence. There you go, Genki. <laughs> so you say like Genki Disco, like Are you Genki? Are you right. good? And people are like, Yeah, I'm good. But it's it, it's such a cool word when you're feeling good. You're like Genki. I know. I love those and, uh, words that just represent things that we don't have in our language. What we do have in our language is uh, is actually English, and we should go inside Li and read this uh, English based post from one of our community members and team members. Someone we. Love. This is a person we can hands down say that we absolutely yes. love. And if you're inside location, and you probably love her too, because she's responsible for our newsletters every single week. You want to share? As our, I know we're buzzing right now because Chris is about to buzz us, but we got to share this. It's a huge deal. Chris, we hate staying under 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we love going over 30 minutes. Sure. Uh, so this comes from Lily. Um, and here's just a brief version of what she says. For well over a year, I've been co-writing and rewriting and editing and polishing a book with my mom, the topic, my fugitive childhood, hiding out from the police, FBI, bounty hunters, etc., living five years in Mexico and generally having a unique upbringing. 
My face was on a milk carton and all of that. True story. A professional editor has looked it over and deemed it ready to start submitting to agents, which I'm about to do now. I'm super excited. Also very scared. Preparing myself for lots of rejections because I hear that's par for the course when looking for an agent and publisher. If anyone wants to see the whole book, there's still room for improvements and time for more changes and possibly be on my launch team. Let me know. I'll copy the first few chapters of the story below for your reading pleasure. So big, first off, we got to say huge congrats to Lily for getting that first whole draft done. That's like a project and a half. Um, Huge congrats on that. And I can't wait to see where it goes. And I'm super excited personally that she's ready for the rejection because uh, it's going to be tough to deal with. Well, hopefully it's not. Hopefully she gets accepted right off the bat, right? And then she can teach us how to do it. But um, it's cool that she's already setting herself up for that and that people have already given her good feedback and said, hey, this could be a cool story because it is a cool story from the, what, one or two first couple yeah, chapters really that I've read. Huge it's awesome. congrats. You've been working on this for, I mean, the entire time you've been in and around Location Indie and it's so cool to see it uh, come come to life. Congratulations. And, you know, if haters be hating. You know what to do now, and you do as well, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, if you want to surround yourself with some love, not the haters, but the people that uh, that will support you, that will bring you up, that will give you the positive reinforcement, the good vibes. That's what Location Indie is all about. You can check out our community, locationindie.com, and you can sign up there if you want to learn more. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to connect with you there. So thanks again for listening, and we'll... See you next time. Dude, Lily's been on a milk cart. That's so cool. That's a great icebreaker at a party, right? Totally. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Peace.